What's up? Welcome back to the On The Ball Podcast. Now today, we're going to be looking at each NFL team's uh, seven-round draft. We're going to be giving y'all our thoughts on each team's draft and our grade for the drafts. Um, give you a, just like a grade from F to A on what we think, how we think each team drafted. And then after that, we're going to look at Avengers Endgame, talk about that. we got some topics for that. So if you have not seen Avengers Endgame yet, make sure that you skip that part because there are spoilers. Um, anyway, I hope you all enjoy this. I'll start out. Arizona Cardinals, I gave them an A. They had a great draft. Kyler Murray, number one, then selected uh, – my second best corner in Byron Murphy uh, in their second round. I think they picked up, you know, I think they picked up like six picks that could possibly be starters next year. They added a lot of depth at receiver as well, which was very needed. So I gave them an A. They did a very good job at drafting. Yeah, I'm going to give them an A minus. I, I actually had them at a, as a B plus. I, don't, I must have been, I don't know where I'm at. Tripping out your mind. Yeah, uh, but I'm going to let them draft with Kyler Murray, Byron Murphy, Andy Isabella, Zach Allen, Akeem Butler, and Deontay Thompson. I mean, that's just, those are six great players. Yes. I um, thought they did a great job in drafting and giving six talented guys that can be productive early on in their careers. And I will uh, mention, five of their those top six guys were all pro- uh, at one point projected to be in the first round, uh, with the exception of Andy Isabella. Kyler, Mur- Kyler Murray, Byron Murphy, uh, Zach Allen, Hakeem Butler, and Deontay Thompson were all at one point projected first-rounders. Uh, so the 49ers, uh, I gave them a B-minus. They got depth at receiver in getting Debo Samuel from South Carolina and Jalen Hurd. But uh, they didn't really – what did they not address? They didn't really well, they didn't address really offensive address, line, which was something I feel like they – They didn't address defense, like the secondary. That is true. Second, they they have a lot of stuff to address anyways. Yeah, like they, so they, they, suck, they obviously can't address everything at once. But I thought they, they could have done more, you know, not having to draft a punter in the fourth round. I, I never like it when a special teams player goes that high. Especially when you can get somebody else that will help you much more, I think. Yeah. Uh, but Nick Bosa was a great selection, and Debo and Jalen, I think, can both be good receivers for them. Yeah. Uh, so I, I gave it a yeah. B minus. Yeah, I, I gave it a B, but I love Nick Bosa, and I really, really like Debo Samuel and Jalen Hurd. I think Jalen Hurd is potentially the steal of the draft. <laughs> I really like him. He's underrated. Um, he's a really good receiver, and you're going to see that this season. He's going to be a beast. Now, the New York Jets uh, selected one of the best players in this draft, Quentin Williams. Uh, I gave him a C-plus for the overall draft because they really only had two picks to me that were really solid. Now, Quentin Williams was one of them, and then in the third round, they didn't have a second-round pick, but in the third round they selected Ja'Kai Polite. He's an edge rusher from Florida. Uh, once projected, He was projected first-round pre-combine, uh, and then had a just horrendous combine and horrendous pro day. Uh, he ran a very slow 40. Just He gained a lot of weight, just looked really stiff. Um, and then there were a lot of reports that his interviews were terrible with teams. Oh, really? So, yeah. that I think it was the Patriots that he had a terrible interview with. So, you know. Oh, did he show too much personality? Yeah, probably. Honestly, he, smi- he smiled. He smiled, and Bill Belichick took it the wrong way. So I gave it a C plus. Out of their top two, okay, I dropped my phone. Out of their top two picks, they didn't really uh, 
get anybody, you know, worth the necessarily worth the pick. Yeah, I agree. I don't. I don't love their draft. They got Quinn Williams, who's obviously a beast. He he's gonna be a star in the NFL, in my opinion. Then they got Jagai Polite. Um, I think Polite is. I think he's raw. He can. There's there's some good things on tape. But I think he can be good if they work on him and he improves. Um, but yeah, they only really got one good guy. I'm giving him a C plus yeah. because Quinn Williams. Is that good? If Jakai Polite doesn't pull a, you know, Eddie Lacy or a, uh, yeah, I don't think it's Kelvin Benjamin, where he's just gonna continuously gain weight throughout yeah. his career, yeah, then I, I think agree. he could be good. But yeah. he's got to cut the weight. Uh, the Raiders, I gave them a B plus. Uh, they had three first round picks. I think they hit on all of those picks. Because uh, they, I, the Cleveland Farrell pick, I already talked about this. They got the guy that they wanted, and that's really all that matters for them. They got a very good corner in the second round of Trayvon Mullen. Uh, he could be very good. Uh, and then they got a more developmental guy, but a guy who's got a lot of talent in Isaiah Johnson, He's another corner from Houston. So I think they really did a good job at addressing secondary, which was a big need in this draft by getting you know, a safety, two corners. They, they just did a very good job. At addressing that and the only knock I have on that draft is that they didn't really address tight end they got uh, Foster Moreau a tight end from LSU in the fourth round but I can't really see him being their starter because they lost Jared Cook in free agency and they really need to get a guy to replace him but this might be the best draft like this is such a good draft they got Glenn Farrell, Josh Jacobs, Jonathan Abram, Trayvon Mullen, Isaiah Johnson he's a pretty good corner Hunter Renfro is... Yeah, Hunter Renfro, um, I didn't mention him. He's he's a very good slot receiver. Yeah. I mean, it showed on tape at Clemson. I think they reached. On Hunter yeah. Renfro. I think they did, too. I was I think, not expecting him to get drafted. But I would not be surprised if he's like a Wes Welker type yeah, guy. I think he'll be good. I just... I didn't even know... I didn't even... I didn't expect him to get drafted. I just didn't have that expectation. I, I expected I didn't him how. to go, like... Seventh seven. round or so, maybe six know, or seven. I didn't, I didn't know, expect him to yeah. go fifth like that. I didn't know what what the NFL. I didn't ex, I didn't know what to expect the NFL that the NFL was well, going to think. Well, John Gruden about. definitely does not represent the NFL. Yeah. So. Uh, anyway, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I hated. Oh yeah, it was it was terrible. Dry, like, I gave them a C. I gave them a C plus because Devin White. Is Devin, Devin White beast. was the only good thing about their draft. Now oh. in the second round they grabbed Sean Bunting. A corner that I had actually not heard of at all is uh, Sean Bunting. He's a corner from Central Michigan. Greedy Williams was still on the yeah. board. There was guys, I think Rock Sin was still on the board. There were some really good corners on the board, and they went with this this guy that they must have liked from Central Michigan. I they, still don't understand the Greedy. Like, like I know there's yeah. a lot of talk about that he can't tackle. If you're saying that Greedy is not a top corner, because he can't freaking tackle. Who cares that a quarterback can't tackle? Can Deion Sanders, is he known for his tackling? No. You know, the greatest, yeah. Like, the greatest corner of all time is Deion Sanders. And my God, no one gives a crap that he can't tackle. No one cares. Like, when you're drafting a corner. You're not expecting them to tackle. You want it to be a ball hog or just a guy that's going to destroy receivers. You know who you want to tackle? A freaking safety. Yeah, like, draft exactly. a safety. Like, exactly. like, it's ridiculous. That, like, this narrative that, oh, my, oh, Greedy can't tackle. Like, a lot of corners can't. 
Now the jet or not the Jets, I'm so sorry. Stupid. The Buccaneers had a a lot of needs and corner was definitely one of their needs. You know, their number one corner I believe is around thirty six. Brent Grimes. Grimes. Yeah. Um and so they they, they addressed they addressed corner, but they reached for both of them. Uh, you know, Sean Bunting in the second round was a reach. Then they go and get a guy that I really think can be good, but he's gonna be a developmental guy. And Jamel Dean corner from Auburn, really fast guy, and he's a he's a solid tackler too, isn't he? Yeah. Um Yeah, then, yeah, he is a good tackler, but like But third round is a reach for him. Uh and then everyone else they got they got they got a kicker, Matt Gay from Utah in the uh fifth round. I think he can be good, but they just reached on a lot of guys and weren't didn't really do a good job at addressing uh, key needs. Yeah, so I, I agree. Like, like, like the thing with Jamil Dean, he could be good. He just raw. Yeah, yes. he had like three knee injuries in college, but he's got great height. He's got size. He's fast. He ran like a four three forty. Like this dude, this dude has all the tools to be elite. He just doesn't have the production. He's raw and he's got injuries. Uh, but yeah, right. that's uh, like that's just yeah. I, 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 the Buccaneers draft was awful. Now, the New York Giants, I actually gave them a B-. minus. I know a lot of people hated their draft, but once you got past the – to me, once you got past the first pick, they did a pretty good job at drafting. Now, Daniel Jones, I thought, was a complete reach at six. But then Dexter Lawrence at 17, I think, was a good pick. Now, DeAndre Baker, I also thought, was a little bit of a reach, but I like him. And if that's the guy they want, they did need to address corner, and I think he can be good. Oh, yeah, um, oh, definitely. Like, Baker is a freaking dog. Like, this dude yeah. is really good. It's just like, I, I, I'm i going to have to see see him lock down these top receivers. Because I just, like, with it, with him running a 4 5 40, I just, like, yeah, I, it's I, hard I, to I believe. He would have to just be, he would just have to play unbelievably well. Uh, now, in the, in the third round, they actually picked up a guy that I really liked as an underrated guy named O'Shane Zamines. Uh, an edge rusher from Old Dominion. Now, they need edge rusher. That was a big need of theirs, and I think O'Shane Zemines can actually come in and start immediately. Had great production at Old Dominion. Uh, he's a faster guy. I, th- I think he can be good. And then in the fourth round, they also picked up Julian Love, a corner that I actually thought was underrated. So that, I feel like they got a, a did a good job at, at getting a lot of guys that I thought were very underrated. Uh, it, and still getting them in the places that I thought they would go to. And they also got a, a guy, a, another guy from Auburn that's kind of uh, raw but has a lot of potential to be good in Darius Slayton, receiver from, from Auburn. I wouldn't say Slayton's raw. I just think that he, like... He has drop issues. Not as bad as Marquise Brown. Really? No, his drop issues aren't... Well, I think it, the main thing is, like, Slay, Slayton's good... And he hasn't had drop issues all, like his entire co- collegiate career. He's fast. He's like a four three. Like yeah, I think fast. he ran a. I think his combine or his he's faster than his forty time, which his, his 40, forty time was still good. He ran like a four three eight, but I thought he was gonna run faster, and he's yeah. really fast. Yeah, like this dude's really fast. Um, he's a good receiver. I think he's he's really struggled. Um, in an offensive system that like was terrible, Lethargic. he didn't have any great coaching. But besides, I, this is a really good draft class in my opinion. By the time I gave it a B, I actually gave it high, I ranked it higher or graded it higher than you. Um, the three, the first three picks I didn't love. 
But I like their later rounds. Like, I like their scenes, the minds pick. Oh, yeah. I like Julian Love and I like Slayton. So I thought they did a very good job. Now, the now, Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, yeah, we got to move on quickly. Uh, got a B. I gave them a B. I love, I like the Josh Allen pick. And in the second round, they actually got a guy that I thought they were going to pick at number seven in the first round, which is Jawan Taylor. He slid, fell to the second round, and they still got him. I thought that was very impressive. I thought that was they did a good job at, you know, being able to grab him in the second round. I think he can really help their offensive line a lot. Um, they really did need to address tight end, but I mean they picked one up in the third round, and I, I've actually never heard of him, so I'm not going to to say anything about him that because I, I don't about know. who, who? Uh, his name's uh, Josh Oliver, oh, tight Josh end Oliver. from San Jose State that they picked in the third round, and I don't I don't really know anything about him, so I'm not going to say anything negative or positive about him. Uh, but so they did address tight end, but I thought there I thought there were better options. Um, and they also got a back, a good backup quarterback too. To in my opinion, Gardner Minshew from Washington State. Yeah, I I like I really love the Jaguars picks. I, I gave them a B plus. I like Josh Allen, Jawan Taylor, um, and I thought they were later round picks like Gardner Minshew. I think he's underrated. Um, oh yeah. If he cleans up, especially so, in the red zone. Oh if my he improves, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, he's great in the red. If he improves on his arm strength and um, some mechanical issues that he has, I think he could be good. Oh, and then Don Trevi, no, not Don Trevi, Don Tavius Russell. I think he's solid. Um, Is that the so, running back from Temple? No, he's, that's the defensive tackle for oh, sorry, Auburn. Sorry. Yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. he's solid. Um, and then me, yeah, Raquel Armstead. He's pretty good. So I thought they had a good overall draft. I gave him a B plus. Uh, now the Detroit Lions, great first round pick in T.J. Hawkinson. I gave them a B plus on their draft. They they did a very good job at drafting for need. Uh, they they needed a tight end. They filled that in the first round. They needed some help at inside linebacker. Yeah. In the second round, they went and picked up Jelani Tavai, a linebacker from Hawaii. Um, and then they also, I think, filled a hole at, at safety uh, because they cut uh, Glover Quinn. Right. Uh, so I think Will Harris can come in and start for them immediately. And they also Austin Bryant, I think, is a is a more underrated guy. Now fourth round for him, I thought might have been a little bit of a reach. Austin yeah. Bryant, uh, but he's you know one of those four Clemson defensive linemen that was very good in college. Um, and then they got a, a he he can help take the place of uh, Ezekiel Ansah for them. And uh, they also got a, a corner that I really like that I thought was I was surprised that he went in the fifth round and and not higher in Amani. I don't know how to say his last name. Amani <laughs> Aurora. Uh, it's Aru- Amani Aurora. Yeah, it's like Aurora. Anyways, he's, he's, he's a corner from Penn State. Uh, I've watched some of his tape. He, he's good. Um, so I like their draft. And then they picked up, you know, hometown – or not hometown for them, but hometown for us, uh, tight end Isaac Nada. Uh, not great production at Georgia just because he was underused, but I think he could be good for them. Um, I didn't like. I didn't love their draft. I gave it a B minus. Um, I like the Hawkinson pick, and I do agree they did a good job drafting for need. I just want to see these dudes play. Um, I, it's a, it's an okay draft. Yeah. Uh, Buffalo Bills, though. I gave them a B. Yeah, I gave them um, a B plus. Okay, so they did a great job with their first two picks. First three. Uh, well, I'm gonna say that I thought Devin Singletary was a reach in the third round, but I do like I like him as a player. Um, so Oliver, I think, is a great pick. Now Cody Ford helps a lot. 
Because yeah. I thought, because when I was grading their first round pick, I think I, I graded it lower than I would have, uh, because I thought that offensive line was more important. But they grabbed a very good offensive lineman in the second round to help protect Josh Allen. Uh, not not to be confused with the linebacker from Kentucky that got picked in this draft. Josh Allen is also a Buffalo Bills starting quarterback. So it could get confusing during the NFL season if the Jags and the Bills end up playing each other. Uh, yeah. I think Devin – I like Devin Singletary a lot. He's an undersized back that's got good speed, but I thought the third round was a reach for him, and he's going to end up being buried behind uh, Frank Gore and LaShawn McCoy. Um, I think I, – I love Singletary because he's, he's, like, seriously just like LaShawn McCoy. Um, so I think he'll fit right in with Buffalo. Um, I, also, I love what they did with the first three picks. Dawson Knox and Vershawn Joseph can be pretty good players. I think they can have some nice production in Buffalo. I really like what they did with their draft, and I'm giving them a B plus. This is my favorite. This is like seriously one of my favorite drafts. Here so, yeah, I agree. With the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, okay. I thought you were going different. No, 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 no. Sorry, with the I, did it. I did it. like, hour. like the Pittsburgh Steelers took Devin Bush, Deontay Johnson, Justin Lane, Benny Snell, Zach Gentry, Sutton Smith, Isaiah Ruggs. Ulysses Gilbert and Derwin Gray. But, like, Devin Bush is a beast. Um, a beast linebacker. Deontay Johnson, he's a receiver from Toledo. He's a nice, he's good in space. He's quick. Doesn't have great top end speed, but he's quick. And then Justin Lane, um, I really like what I saw from Justin Lane on tape. He's a good lockdown corner. Um, he's really good on slants. He does a great job of covering slants, which is really rare. Um, Benny Snell is a nice running back. I think they did a great job. I gave them an A minus. I actually gave them a B plus, and I, I like their draft as well. I mean, what you said, spot on. Uh, Benny Snell will be a good compliment to uh, 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 Lindsey Philip Lindsey. Um, yeah. And no, 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 no. He's with the Broncos. Oh, I'm, so, I'm uh, sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, James Conner. Yeah, James Conner. I apologize. I was no, thinking Broncos. Um, yeah, I know. Yeah, they traded. Okay, so I want to. I do want to go back up to the Broncos because I, I did it like by order. Oh, of, you did okay. Uh, I did it by order of like uh, record. So like how the draft would have been if there was no trades. Basically. Oh, okay. I see, I see, uh, I see, so I, the, I, I had the Broncos. Uh, I gave them an act. I actually gave them an A minus. I thought they had a very good draft. They were able to get Noah Font, which is a guy they needed. They, they really needed tight end help. Um, and then they were able to, in the second round, with back-to-back picks in the second round, get Dalton Reisner a tackle from Kansas State that I like a lot, and then get their quarterback in the future. And possibly he could very much challenge Joe Flacco for the starting job next year. And Drew Locke, quarterback from Missouri. And then in the, in the third round, they actually got a guy that at one time was thought to go possible, you know, late first yeah. round, Draymond Jones. Uh, he's he's a defensive tackle from Ohio State. He's very lean. He's a very lean defensive tackle, looks like a, a defensive end, a, you know, an outside linebacker, and is very athletic. I, yeah. I like him. Yeah. I agree. I love this draft with Noah Fon, Dalton yes. Reisner, Drew Locke. Drew Locke is potentially still in the draft. I think he's really good. He was my second, uh, my number two quarterback in this draft class and really like him then I like Draymond Jones. Those four picks alone were just really good. I think they got like like this is just I mean, that's a whole lot of talent for their first four picks. Oh yeah. So I give them an A minus. Um now with the Cincinnati Bengals, uh let's move on to them. Oh well what I was gonna say about the Broncos. Uh, the only thing that I didn't like about their draft is that they did not 
address inside linebacker, which I think was a need for them. Yeah. Um. So the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, I give them a B. A B? I did give them a B. What'd you give them? I give them an A minus. A minus. I thought they did a good job with uh with Jonah Williams, but past that, I don't. I didn't love their draft. Um, Sample, the tight end from Washington, he's going to be kind of buried in that depth chart of tight ends that they have. Yeah. Now, a lot of the tight ends they have are very injury prone, so he might, he very much might get to see the the uh, the field. But I thought he was a bit of a reach in the second round. Uh, Pratt from NC State, I'm pretty sure he's the guy that I, I saw. He's like really fast linebacker. Uh, he's gonna. You know, he's an outside. He's a three-four or not three-four, four-three outside linebacker. Yeah. Um, and I thought they they I thought Ryan Finley in the fourth round was actually a solid pick. Uh, yeah. To get a backup to Andy Dalton and potentially a guy that could challenge Andy Dalton. Yeah, Finley, Finley's good. I think Finley's the main issue is his arm strength. He's like got spaghetti noodles for yeah. arms, and so he doesn't get a lot of like his throws have low velocity, and so it's hard to fit throws into tight windows. When the throws just have low velocity, um, that's really his main issue. Um, and, but it's an issue that's really major, um, and it, it can keep him from ever stepping foot on an NFL field. But I like him. Um, even I, I don't love the way Deshaun Davis plays. Um, I think he's undersized, and I, I, I question his abilities a little bit. I think he's raw. He's a, a great character. Yeah, a linebacker from Auburn. He's a great character guy. Like he's he is perfect. For like any, a locker room. for a locker room, he's gonna be so like he's bring high energy. I actually yeah. liked a lot for them was Michael Jordan, the goat, uh, from yeah. North Carolina. No, I'm kidding. They uh, from Ohio Mi- State. They showed Michael Jordan highlights in at North Carolina yeah. during the draft, and I'm like, okay, my God, like this is so stupid. That's funny. Uh, anyways, he's a guard from Ohio State. Shares the the same name as the goat. Um, but I think he could be really good. The one thing that I did not like about their draft is even with having Giovanni Bernard and Joe Mixon, they selected two running backs. Yeah. Now, I like the running backs that they selected, but I didn't like that they took yeah, running backs, especially two running backs. Yeah. Uh, Travion Williams, running back from Texas A&M, and Rodney Anderson, running back from Oklahoma. Two guys that I like, but... Yeah. Now moving on to the Packers, um... I give them a B minus. I did as well. Uh, I don't hate the draft. This is like Rashawn Gary. I think was an interesting pick. Donnell Savage is a beast. I love him. Um, y'all did get Jay Sternberger, who I think is nice. But I just think I, I think the Rashawn Gary pick is. I'm really interested to see how he fits with y'all. Yeah. The problem I had with this draft was that they didn't do enough to get Aaron Rodgers help, um, and. I mean, they they got an offensive lineman. They got they got a, they picked up a guy that played center in high in not high school, excuse me, uh, college, Mississippi State. His name is Elgton Elgton Jenkins, right, uh, from Mississippi State in the second round. He's he's a very good player. Uh, played center at Mississippi State, but can probably swing out the guard, uh, and that could be a help for the Packers. The only help that they got for Aaron Rodgers was Jay Sternberger, is a tight end from. Texas A&M, and my computer just died. All right, let's switch to the phone. Yeah. Um, anyway, while you're doing that, I'll go ahead and talk about the Packers. Um, I'll stall. Uh, is <laughs> it, I, I've heard that Jay Sternberger is really good. I actually haven't watched him. I haven't seen much of him. Um, I'm seeing some, I saw some guys have mock drafts that had him going to like the Patriots. 
Really? Um, as a replacement for Gronk. But I just haven't seen him play, so I'm interested in seeing him play. Um, and they got Ty Sumner, Summers, Dexter Williams. Alright, Dexter Williams from Notre Dame. Was he the one that balled out last year or did that guy get drafted? Like the he year was before. The guy. Oh, that balled out the year before? Yeah. Are you talking about Josh Adams? Yeah, that's yeah, what he, he got drafted by the Eagles. Kondara uh, Holman, I don't know much about him. From now, one problem that I do have about the Packers draft is they also didn't uh, address inside linebacker, which is a need because we lost uh, Jake Ryan, yeah. uh, one of our inside linebackers. I think. I can't remember if we just lost him in free agency or if we just cut him, and I don't really know why we cut him yeah. if we did cut him. Uh, but, anyways, overall, the draft was okay. They just didn't address help for Aaron Rodgers except for Sternberger, yeah. and then they didn't really address inside linebacker until the seventh round. So Now, moving on to the Dolphins, the Miami Dolphins. Um, I gave them their draft a B. Um, I think they got some nice pieces, like Christian Wilkins was a great selection at 13. Then they got Wisconsin offensive guard Michael Dider. Then they got Wisconsin linebacker Andrew Van Ginkle. Is it Ginkle? Ginkle? Yeah, I don't know. He's he's gonna be an edge rusher. He's a three-four outside linebacker, so yeah, he'll he'll rush uh, the passer. Then they got uh, uh, they got a tackle from Ohio State offensive Isaiah tackle Prince. Isaiah Prince. Don't know much about him. He's really. he's a really big guy. Uh, kind of. Reminds me of uh, Trent Brown a yeah. little bit. He's not like super athletic, but he's he's gonna be like more like a mauler. That's just gonna yeah. beat people at the line of scrimmage. But he's not super fast, so or not super agile. So I don't know how he's going to fit. But yeah. I think he he has potential to be really good. And then they selected Auburn fullback Chandler Cox, who's a great blocker. Um, yeah. He's versatile. You, you can even use him he's as a receiver pass. a little bit. Yeah. Um, I like him. Not although I'm an Auburn fan, but he he's a good player. Yeah, see, he's, he's a just good a good. Blocker. He's a good fullback for he's a good the fullbacks that are left. Uh, they also picked up Miles Gaskin, a running back from Washington, undersized running back. He's got decent speed. Uh, was really great production at Washington. But Not this past season, huh? For his career, but this past season he was kind of disappointing. Yeah, I agree. Um. But he's not necessarily in need. I mean, he'll he'll be on the bench. Yeah. So he could be a situational running back where they just want to use him in like some, you know, I, I don't even know if he's a great pass catcher or not, if he's a great receiving back. So I don't know if he ever sees the field a whole lot. Yeah, I doubt. I, I really doubt it. I, I mean, I might even go as far to say as I, I don't know if he even makes their roster. Yeah. Uh, now on to the Falcons. I gave them a B minus. Um, I don't hate their draft, uh, but I don't love it. Uh, Chris Lindstrom and Caleb McGarry, I love both those picks. I think they're going to bolster up their offensive line. Uh, Matt Ryan obviously loves them. He texted the owner, or he texted the GM and said thank you after the draft. Um, probably said some heart emojis as well. <laughs> um, but that really helps them out. Like their, <laughs> their offensive line has been trash the last few years. Um, it's been played by injuries and just yep. underperforming players, underwhelming performances. Um, then they got Kendall Sheffield, Sheffield from Ohio State corner. Um, he's a cornerback. He ran like a 4-3-40. Really yeah, I think he's he really good. good. Um, they're saying he's like a second-round talent. He's just like not the sharpest tool in the shed. He's kind of – he's not smart. Um, so that's why he fell through the fourth round. But I like him. So – and I like Coy – is it uh, Kadri? Qu- Quadri. 
Quadri Olison. Um, I think he's solid. So I, I think they did okay with their draft. Yeah. Um, I give him a C plus. Uh, I like Sheffield. I like Lindstrom. The McGarry pick. I mean, I liked the the player, but I don't love like where he was picked and everything. But that's not a big deal. And then uh, Marcus Green could be an interesting guy to watch. He's actually a really, really freaking fast receiver. I had a dynasty with him on his football fourteen with Louisiana Monroe. Yeah, he's really good. <laughs> he's, he's really fast. Um, when I heard his name, I was like. Sounds familiar. Then I was like, yo! The guy from ULM. Yeah, okay, so let's move on to the Redskins. I actually gave them an A-. minus. I thought they had oh, a really good draft. Oh, uh, no, they got Dwayne Haskins and Montez Sweat in the first round. And then we're able to go and get a receiver uh, named Terry McLaurin from uh, Ohio State. Really fast receiver. Yeah, play with Dwayne Haskins. Yes, I think that could be a good connection for them. Now, they reached in the fourth round and picked a running back with a bum knee. And Bryce Love, yeah, uh, and th- their their backfield is pretty crowded as is. So yeah, I, I didn't I didn't really understand. I didn't, that, yeah, but... I didn't understand the pick. Uh, obviously, they really liked him. You know, they they already have a backfield with you know Chris future Thompson. Hall of Famer Adrian Peterson, yeah. Chris Thompson, Darius Geis is a guy that we really thought was going to be a featured back last year. He Towards was a, ACL, but yeah. towards ACL, um, and then also have a uh, uh, P Ryan from uh, Oklahoma couple years back that they took so he, yeah. he they, they have a crowded backfield and I think love is probably the the last back on the depth chart yeah. but I think the underrated pick that the Redskins had was Kelvin, Kelvin Harmon. Harmon yeah that dude's really good from NC State I'm, I'm very surprised that he fell to the sixth round he, like, uh, he's he's very like, good receiver crazy. he's good yes and the, uh, another good pick could also be uh, Ross Pierce Bacher, uh, he's a center from Alabama. I really liked him at Alabama. Obviously, he didn't really impress scouts because he didn't jump up. But those all Alabama offensive linemen always end up being pretty good. Yeah. So, and you can say the same thing for Alabama defensive linemen, too. Yeah. So, uh, let's move on to the Carolina Panthers. I gave them a B-. minus. I gave them a C plus. Uh don't love the Brian Burns pick. I actually really, really like the Greg Little pick. Yeah. But then I don't like that they went and got another. Like, they addressed. They got two tackles, which I didn't feel like was necessary. Because they already have. Uh, what's his name? Daryl yeah. uh, Williams. Daryl Williams. Right. I actually. Now that I'm looking at it a little. I don't actually like it as much as I did. Because, I mean, I, I'm okay with Brian Burns. Like, I, there's talent there. He's just a little bit raw and not as. Um, Developed as other edge rushers in this draft, but I love the great little pick. Yeah. I thought Will, the Will, Will Greer, Greer was a is reach. so overrated. I thought that was a reach, and when the the Panthers GM was talking about that, I I was surprised at what he said because he said that it was a depth move. Yeah, and you don't make depth moves in the third round. Yeah, that's that's Depth moves are something you make in the you know later rounds and undrafted free agents. Yeah. You know, I understand that you want a very good backup quarterback because Cam's getting older. He's thirty, takes a lot of hits, so you want a a viable option at backup quarterback. Yeah, I didn't love that. I gave them a B minus. But with Stidham and Finley both still available, I don't I don't love the pick. And I think Jordan Scarlett, running back from Florida, could be a good complement though to. Uh, uh, McCaffrey. Yeah. All right. Now into the Vikings. Um, I gave them a B. Um, and I liked the first two picks in Garrett Bradbury and Irv Smith. 
Um, Irv Smith is a pretty good tight end. He's a good all-around back. He's or all-around tight end. He's a good blocker and receiver. Uh, Garrett Bradbury obviously is a great offensive lineman. He's going to bolster their offensive line. Um, I don't really recognize a whole lot of these names moving down the down the list. Uh, Cameron Smith, uh, linebacker from USC. Now, obviously, they have have good guys at linebacker. So he's not necessarily yeah. that you know Anthony Barr and Eric Kendricks. So he's not necessarily going to see the field a lot, but he could be an impact on special teams. He's a very good tackler. I gave them a B, uh, just just a B. Maybe a, I, I might go B minus now. Yeah. I like the first two picks, and then they ended up picking a long snapper in the seventh round. Hey, at least they're not the Packers. I think the Packers took a long snapper in like the fifth round last uh. year. Well, I mean, I love I love the first two picks so much that they gave them a B. So I mean, yeah. I, I really like their first two picks. Uh, let's actually move to the Cleveland Browns. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. I feel you. Yeah. 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 I went. I went B minus. Uh, B minus. Really? I went B minus. I went B plus. Really? I oh, love. No, I no, I, I go pick. with B. I, I I don't know what I was thinking. I go with B because um, without they didn't really have that many picks. Yeah. I, I uh, love the Greedy Williams pick in the second round. It's a great value pick. He was a guy that I thought should have gone off the board in the first round. Um, well, considering they didn't have a first round pick, I mean, and I, still being able to get greedy, I think that was a good. I think it was good. Uh, Sion Takitaki. Uh, that's a funny name. Uh, uh, I don't know much about him. He's is he good. He's raw. Yeah. And he's now the Browns are have kind of made a name for themselves in drafting some guys with some character issues. You know, Baker Mayfield, you had the uh, Callaway from Florida. This guy has some definite uh, uh, character issues. He was actually kicked out of BYU at one point. Yeah. Um, and somehow his teammates voted him back in. Uh, he had several problems. I, yeah, I That's know. Interesting. It, it is interesting. Um, he actually took an entire year off of football. I think he's actually he's actually an older guy. I think he's around like twenty five or something like that. He took a whole year off of football so that he could like, you know, get his priorities straight. He also right, had yeah. he also got married during that year off, and I think he's he's had a kid too. So he kind of got his priorities in check. Came back, and apparently had a very good. You know, redshirt senior season or oh, whatever. Okay. So interesting. he he he's gonna be he could be an interesting storyline to watch. I like Mac Wilson. He's got good ball skills yeah. at linebacker. I, he's my third. My like I was ranking him as my number three. And that linebacker. that was something they really needed too, especially yeah. with uh, I think they cut they cut Jamie Collins. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, and then they got a kicker in Austin. Same Austin, way. yeah. He he could be very good too. He was good at Oklahoma, uh, and they they do need a kicker. All right, so, who are we going up to next? Let's move uh, we on to the Titans, I guess. The Titans, yeah, okay, okay. Um, um, I gave them a B minus. I gave them a B plus because I love the Jeffrey Simmons pick, and I thought that I thought they addressed a big need with picking AJ Brown. I, I, I love the AJ Brown pick. I just like question Jeffrey Simmons. I don't know, like, like with his knee injury. Yeah, I, I understand what you're saying, uh, and I think I think he can definitely help them out because yeah. they don't have He's like. Talented. They don't have super impact players at defensive tackle, so I think he could help them once you know he gets you know injury free. And AJ Brown will help them immediately. They need some receiver help. Yeah. Uh, Amani Hooker. Could well, they be did, a guy they to didn't watch have too. a whole lot of picks. That's true. Amani Hooker could help them too. And DeAndre Walker 
could also be an interesting pick to watch. And uh, I, they they made a lot of picks that I think are going to be interesting guys to watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, now we're moving on to the Denver Broncos. Mm, no, we already did that. We, already did, we did the Steelers and the Broncos. Okay, so let's yeah, move yeah, on yeah. to the Seahawks, I guess. Or is it the Eagles? I thought we were going to the Eagles after that. Uh, would it be the Eagles? I think it's the Seahawks. I did oh, it. okay. Yeah. And yeah, it would be the Eagles or the Seahawks in that yeah. situation. So let's, right, let's go yeah, Seahawks. Yeah. Uh, I gave them a B minus. I, I did as well. I thought they did. LJ Collier is interesting. I think they reached a little bit. I don't yes. know much about the Utah DB, Marquis Moore. Yes, he's a safety. They took two safeties. I okay. So they did, a, they did a good job at trying to address safety with, you know, Chancellor and Earl Thomas both being gone. Oh, and I Marquis, thought is Marquis Blair the uh, Cam Chancellor kind of guy? I don't know. I, I think I heard about him being that type um, of guy. Metcalf, I thought, was a great pick, yeah, uh, value-wise. He's, he's extremely raw, and he's going to have to be coached up especially. But I thought it was a great value pick. as a guy that was projected first round. Yeah. He's projected top receiver off the board. And I think six or seven receivers ended up being taken in front of him. He was taken with the last pick of the right. second round. Uh, I think another guy to watch out for with them is Ben Burkirvin. I really liked him. He's a linebacker from Washington. I liked him in Washington. Uh, yeah. he, he's just a, a a ball player. I mean, he's he's a good overall linebacker. I think he could be an interesting pick to watch. So I gave them a B minus. Uh, now we're going on to the Ravens. Uh, yes, That's you correct. you go ahead with that because I need to. Uh. I... Easily A minus. I gave them an A minus, but unfortunately my computer died. So look at their picks. Um, Oklahoma receiver Marquise, Marquise Brown, Brown yes, great selection. Jalen Ferguson, that's nice. They they got a linebacker because they lost Zadarius yes. Smith. Zadarius Smith and um, Terrell Suggs. Yeah, Terrell Suggs. So I think Ferguson is actually a lot like Suggs. Then they um, got Miles Boykin. I think they, they did a good job at addressing receiver and trying to get Lamar Jackson some weapons. Then they got um, Justice Hill. Justice Hill will be a good like yeah, compliment, good. like speed back to Mark Ingram's power. And they got Oklahoma uh, offense. Ben Powers. Oklahoma guard Ben Powers. Actually slid. Because yeah, yeah. at one point he was projected like first guard taken off the board, first pick. Uh, All right, we got to hurry up through these. And QB, yes. he's a nice kind of backup to Lamar Jackson. They can use him at receiver. He's like Taysom Hill, basically. Basically. I utilize him that way. All right, we got to move through these. This is taking longer than we expected. Might it's not okay. even get to uh, end game tonight. No, nah, we'll do it. We'll probably do that uh, next week or something like that. We can do nah, that. We, we, we got time. We, we can just okay. fly through this. All right, Houston Texans, I gave them a C. Uh, didn't do a great job. They reached on a lot of guys. Uh, did they, I mean, I don't know. I felt I felt like they reached uh, on a lot of guys. Lonnie Johnson could be good at what, yeah. corner from Kentucky. So, I, I don't really, uh, They there was a lot of unknown in their draft. They yeah. just picked a lot of unproven guys, it seemed like. Yeah. <clears throat> I didn't know, I gave them a C+. Plus. Okay, now, so the Chicago Bears are next. Chicago actually. Bears. Okay. Uh, I gave them a B minus. They didn't actually have a lot of picks. Their first pick wasn't until the yeah. third round. I gave them a B minus as well because I do like David Montgomery. I do like Riley Ridley, and I thought those were good picks for like the the like limited amount of picks they had. Yeah, they actually took uh, Devin Singletary's backup as well. Oh, they uh, did. Okay. At running back, uh, and I think David Montgomery, Iowa State running back. Will be a good replacement for a guy that they just traded in, Jordan Howard. 
right, so, now, uh, now the Philadelphia Eagles. The Philadelphia Eagles. I think I actually like Barry Durant. Yeah, I gave them B a B+. Plus. Um, I like Andre Dillard. I, I think he, he filled a need for them, a huge need to offensive mm-hmm, tackle. I agree. I'm kind of iffy on Miles Sanders. The tape I watched, he didn't look great. He's a good blocker. I think he'll he, end up being their running back. Their, one of their their number one. he'll probably end up being like their number one. Then I like JJ Orsengo Whiteside. Yes, I uh, actually like yeah. the Clayton Thorson pick. Yeah, it just gives too. them some depth at quarterback because yeah. they don't. Not, you know, with Nick Foles gone, they don't really have a viable option. Yeah. Okay, like Indianapolis Colts. Uh, Indianapolis Colts. I gave them a B. They didn't. I gave them an A minus. A minus. I like Rocky Olsen. I, I, like I love Paris Campbell second round. They also did a good job at addressing pass rush because they needed to with the yeah, Ben. Uh, then, is it Bonigo? Yeah, Bonigo? I believe so. Um, yeah. Paris Campbell is also a, a value pick. I think. I think he was a, yeah, he's he's a, a very good pick. receiver. I will uh, help Andrew Luck. Yeah, I like. I like the needs. I like they they picked a lot of defense, so right. they they tried to focus on. So with the Dallas Cowboys, I actually gave them a C. Uh, I gave them a C plus. I didn't love the draft at all. I didn't really like it. They, I, I don't think they had a pick until the second round, and they picked. I think Tristan Hill. From UCF, he's a defensive tackle. I think that's who their first pick was. Yeah, Tristan Hill. Yes, uh, he's he's they, solid. The, their best pick of the draft was uh, McGovern. Yeah, Tristan Hill, they gave him a work ethic contract. What do you mean? They, like, they gave him a contract or something where they, they had to sign that he, like, I guess, would have a good work ethic or something. Um, yeah, that's not even That's scary. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, I, uh, I, I think Connor McGovern, uh, guard from Penn State, was probably their best pick. Yeah. It helps... It kind of addresses a need. I, in a way, it does. Just considering that uh, Zach or not Zach Martin, uh, Travis Frederick, their center's injury or not injury. He's not. He's not injured. He's got an illness. Yeah. It's got. It's some kind of like. Isn't it like a degenerative? I'm no idea. Back illness. Like it's something ridiculous. Like his football career might be over. And it's it's unfortunate because he he could have been one of the best centers to do it. He was. He had a very, very good start to his career. Um, so, yeah, let's move on to the Chargers. Uh, I gave them a B plus. I thought they did a good job addressing – I think they had uh, addressed Tillery. They got Tillery at the, in the first round. And then I, 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 I like wanted them, yeah, I wanted them to get a safety in the first round to pair with Derwin James. And I thought they did a good job at doing that in the second round, when, getting Nasir yeah. Adderley. Uh, he can actually – play all over the field. Yeah, he can really play corner like and pairing safety. Him, pairing him with Derwin, um, James. Derwin James is nice. And I like Easton Stick. I think he's a solid QB. Could be a good backup, but I mean, he's going to be third or fourth on the depth chart. Yeah, he Just, he, he'll never play, but he's he, he could player. also it, potentially not make their roster at all, just considering that they did sign Tyrod Taylor, and I think they still have, like, uh, what's the guy's name? West Virginia a couple years ago. Yeah. Uh, um, don't. Geno Smith, Geno yeah, Smith. Geno Smith. Uh, now let's go on to Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs. Uh, I thought they had a decent draft. I give them a B. I give them a B minus. I like the Miko Hardman pick. Yes, um, I, it, it does a good Tyree job. Tyreek Hill, most like like from what it looks like now, Tyreek Hill is never gonna play in the National Football like League again. It looks like he'll get cut. Um, then I, I, they I like Juan Thornhill. Yeah, He's gonna play safety. Eric um, Berry. I mean, he could also play corner. He's a very versatile defensive back. They can also play corners. So, so I think they did some good things. I did. I do too. Uh, let's move on to the Saints. I actually liked their draft. They I gave Eric them a McCoy. B. McCoy was a very good pick. 
He he's very he I think he can be very very yeah, good for them. Shanti going to Jonathan pretty good safety. Yeah, I had him going in my first round in my mock draft. Oh, yeah, uh, but and he unfortunately slipped in the fourth round. I really like. I think he's good. He's got good instincts. Yes. So I th- I think he can be good. Okay, let's move on to the Rams. The Rams. I gave them a B minus. Yeah. Uh, um, I gave them a B. I like Taylor Rapp. He's got good balls. I like that they did. They picked him, but that's a. Interesting pick. To, I don't think he's really gonna play now. Eric Weddle is he's older, old. so they can like kind of switch them out to like save Weddle. Well, well, apparently, safety is a big need for them. Well, yes, because Weddle is old. He's not a long-term option now. John Johnson the third, I think he's you know a yeah, rock yeah. solid player for them, yeah, and, and he, got, I mean yeah. he's a staple. Yeah, and then but, they got Darrell Henderson, who I think is pretty good. He's yes. a nice. Nice. He'll He's be replacing C.J. Anderson. Basically, yes. Um, then they got David Long. I haven't really, I haven't watched anything. Of, I haven't Is watched he the, David Long. Uh, he's receiver? Michigan. No, oh Michigan no, corner. corner. Yeah, yeah. He's he's, he's actually solid. good. Yeah, so I like that. And then um, David Edwards. All those Wisconsin offensive linemen, I really liked. Uh, David Edwards uh, out of Wisconsin. I think he's. One of one of the Wisconsin offensive linemen is a former quarterback. Yeah. That's like really athletic. I I don't remember if it's him or not, but I I liked all those Wisconsin offensive linemen and he can help. Uh, because Andrew Whitworth is getting really old. Is okay, so it? New England Patriots actually. We oh, forgot, we, got the we forgot about okay. what I think might have been the best draft. A, yeah, I, I like Nikhil Harry. I gave him an A as well. I like Nikhil Harry. Um, I like the Jawan Williams. Ja, yeah, Jawan Williams. Uh, he's got good size. Yes, um, Winovich I think is an underrated pick. Yeah, I really. Like I think that he pick. can be very good. I I was confused about the Damian Harris yeah, pick for running back from Alabama. Uh, their their backfield is really crowded. Yeah. He could possibly not make the roster. I think Jerry um is my favorite pick of the entire yes. draft. Well, this offensive tackle from West Virginia, uh, I don't. I think Jillian. it's Yandy. I think it's Yandy Kahuste. Yeah. Uh, he he was a former uh, projected first round guy. I think he can help them a lot, and I like this Stidham pick a lot. Yeah, he's really good. He's really talented. He just he suffered from an, a really bad offense at Auburn. Um, and he, he's a great. Th- that's a great selection to be a successor to yes. Tom Brady. Now is that, right. that's it, right? That, that's it for our draft. We were gonna. I mean, now let's, okay. Let's move on. Okay, guys. Let Let's just go ahead and talk yeah. about this. Um, if you have not seen Avengers Endgame, get off this podcast right now because yeah, we're about to spoil the crap out of it for you. I'm yeah. sorry. Um, please remove yourself from the podcast. Yes. Now. Just, All right. Just go now, ahead and get out. Let's. I'll give you. I'll give you ten seconds. All right. Hey, you know Iron Man dies. Oh, my bad. Uh, (laughs) All right. What's the best moment slash scene in Avengers Endgame? Okay. One of my favorite scenes. No, no, not favorite. We'll get to that next. What what do you think is the best? Oh, the best scene. Um, are we talking about from like how it made you feel or like imagery? I don't know. I, I I would say the best scene is when they're at Tony Stark's funeral mm-hmm. and it shows every superhero and it like goes and like shows everybody in the My reaction. my favorite scene from the entire movie My favorite was scene was actually so well, I, what's the best scene? I I th- okay, so a- the best scene to me I thought was the very last scene where it showed Steve Rogers, Captain America, who had Dancing. gone back in time yeah. dancing 
with uh, uh, Agent Carter. Yeah. Who was the love of his life that, unfortunately, you know, he went under ice and wasn't able to to be with because she was like 80 and he right. was still like right. in a 30, 30 year old body. Right. Yeah. So, I, yeah. Yeah. I like that one. I just thought the, the funeral was a great scene because I thought it, it was too. Because it shows like all the superheroes together and they're like mourning Tony Stark. Well, who, who, not who, even necessarily mourning. They were, it was more like a celebration. Like a respect. Yes. Yeah. Well, cause, because he made the sacrifice and like the growth, because like, the growth he made from the first Iron Man movie where to, he's yes. like, He's cocky and arrogant to where he's an Iron Man and he's like he's he risked his life. He gave up his he gave himself up to save the universe. Yes. And so that growth was amazing. Now my favorite moment my my favorite scene is just the battle. Well yeah, my favorite moment though is when um Thor no, it's when Thanos is about to kill Thor. He's got the axe pressed into his chest. Oh, and Captain, and Captain America, America picks up the hammer. And picks I, up Thor's hammer. Guys, and I was, it was really, like, I lost it. Well, because they, they kind of hinted at that in, in a, I think it was Age, Age of Ultron. Well, they were yeah. all playing a game. It was like Thor was playing a game with like, okay, you think you're worthy? You know, y'all try to pick up my hammer. Iron Man like pulled out his like Iron Man hand and like put it on like the jets on maximum capacity trying to pick it up couldn't do it. Everybody went around the room and then Captain America comes up and like picks like puts his hand on it and you just like see it move a little bit and you see Thor's face go like white and yeah. like he's scared and then Captain America just like kind of like d- stops trying almost and just like well guess you're the only one worthy. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I knew that it was a huge moment. I didn't know why, so I had to look it up. So, like, if you're, like, the anybody who can, like, wield the hammer is supposedly worthy and can, yes. and can like, contain the power, like, or the power obtain of the powers of Thor. Uh, and so when, he, when I saw the hammer, I thought Thor was controlling it. But then I just see Captain America catch it, and I'm just like, yo... Now my actual favorite scene was just the 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 first part of the battle where Doctor Strange is literally leading this entire army of. I think the best heroes. moment might be when when I forgot who says it, but Captain America is like Avengers is fighting is assemble. is fighting Thanos, and then and then he just hears on your look like look oh yeah left. on your left, and like everyone comes, and, and it's just like every superhero in the in, MCU from every single movie, and like their armies of and you see them arrive, and then he, and then Captain America says Avengers, Avengers assemble, assemble, and then and everyone just, just goes ham on Thanos and his great. army. Um, what would you grade the movie? Actually, I, I do want to talk oh, about yeah. one scene. I think it's it's one of it's an underrated scene that about made me tear up was when Happy, uh, which is Tony Stark's bodyguard played by John Favreau, oh, uh, is, is, it, is talking to Morgan, the, uh, yeah, who is that's Tony daughter, and just says, "Hey, you doing all right, kiddo?" And you know, yes, she just kind of says yes, and he's just like, "Well, can I get you anything?" And she just says, "I want a cheeseburger." Yeah, and it's just kind of like a flashback. To the first Iron Man movie where he's rescued from, he's he's rescued from uh, where in the Middle East and he comes back and like the first thing they they're like, what can we do for me? Are you okay, Mister Stark? He's like, I need a cheeseburger. I think another great moment was in the like the opening scene was awesome. 
with Hawkeye, um, and he's playing with his kid. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, it was a sad moment. Well, it's weird because it, like, shows a contrast between, like, with some people... Some of the Avengers, like, are fighting well, well, and they're losing no, their well, people. Well, with some, some people had different reactions, different, like, situations post the snap. Because, yes. like, like, with uh, Tony Stark, he with Tony Stark, started he actually benefited. From yeah, the he snap. started a family. He had a daughter. He had a family. Like he he right. wasn't negatively affected. Like, like the only thing that he really. was negatively effect, affected by was the fact that he had to live with the guilt that he felt like Spider Man's death. And uh, you know, Spider Man in this movie is a young kid. He's supposed to be like fifteen. Yeah, and he's like his mentor. And, and he feels like you know he let him down. And like he di- he basically is the reason that Spider Man died. Yeah, and then, I mean, like, Hawkeye has his own family, but then they're yes. taken away from... And it's just interesting snap. how they treat yeah. it differently, because uh, post-snap, you know, Tony Stark, you know, starts a family and lives a very a very good life for the five years, and but Hawkeye goes on this rampage of killing, like, he kills all the people that he thinks... He, he goes around basically as a serial killer, almost, going around killing people that he deems, like... You know, it's kind of like like Santa Claus. He's like naughty list and the the, yeah. the nice and naughty well, list. No, but it's by random. No, it's not by random. What what he was doing was he was going around like finding like bad people. What Thanos? No, 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 no. I'm talking about Hawkeye. Oh, what oh, yeah, Hawkeye yeah, yeah. did after it was. Oh yeah, you're talking about what Hawkeye did. Po- yeah, did yeah, post yeah, yeah, yeah. snap was like taking he would, bad people, taking yeah. bad people that didn't die from the snap. And killing them because he felt like they should yeah. have died from the snap and not good people like his family. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, it was interesting. I If I had to grade it, I'll be honest, I would give it like an easy – I would actually give it a 10 out of 10. I'd give I it a 9. Think... Like I, I was thinking 9.5. I'll give it a 9. Um there's some I had some questions about the movie. What, like, what you... like, like with uh, Nebula – since she killed her her past self, did she not that die as a but result? But I, w- I was thinking about it, and it's like. But there's like some rules of trying of time travel in this movie that probably explain it. Yeah. That's just so basically, what it was was like it's two alternate realities. So it's not really her past self. Instead, it is basically herself from the past, yeah. but in a completely different right, timeline. Right. So she's not really killing herself from the past. She's killing a her from her, a different timeline. And what happens to Gamora well, the on thing, the snap the, at the end? Because Gamora was well, she, basically she had to be She had to be returned basically to her timeline because that's not the Gamora from their timeline. She had to be returned to her own timeline along with But she's never returned in the movie. She will not return because the Soul Stone can't be reversed, basically. Like, if they returned Gamora from their timeline, they would, like, it couldn't be possible because they they would undo getting the Soul Stone. Right. Like, it's a a soul for a soul. So, they can't get Gamora or Black Widow back. Okay, yeah. Uh, Who's your MVP of the movie? Oh, MVP of the movie. I mean, it's Iron Man. Yeah, it's obvious Iron Man. It's, it's easily Iron Man. I think some other characters I would uh, put, take into consideration. Bruce. Bruce. Uh, Hulk. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I why, think why he is that? plays Just, a huge part oh, with yeah, time travel. That is true. 
Captain America. Well, I mean, like, there's there's some things we learned, like, with Captain America, we learned that he's worthy. The whole... Yeah. That's a huge... Like, when he, when he catches the hammer, we were in the worst movie theater of all time. No one was no getting No one was high. going crazy. I, I was, thought everyone was gonna go crazy. When he caught the hammer, I nearly wanted to just shout, because I was like, yo, this is wild. And then he just starts going ham. Yes. On the, um... I don't think they could have made a better movie to end, like, this era of the MCU. I don't think it could have been any better. I think Yeah, they it was so it, good. Like, they ended it perfectly. Like, they ended it to a point where I would be, like, upset, but I would completely understand if they didn't make a single other movie. Because, yeah. like, just in fear of, like, screwing it up. I thought there was... A- like, during the movie, uh, the pacing wasn't off. Yeah, exactly. The pacing was good, because, like, we're watching the movie, and we're like, dude, there's, like, two hours left. Wow. Yeah, I know. Well, like, at the beginning of the movie, like, the Everything very Everything moves fast, but it it's not... It felt like it was rushed, but it's not rushed, because... Yeah, it's not rushed. Because they get there, and they're fighting Thanos, and they're, like, dominating Thanos. I'm like, this is ridiculous. How are they doing this? This movie's about to be over. And then you realize, like, he has the gauntlet on, I think, but then well, it I was shows... thinking, I was like, how are they going to make this movie throughout this long? And this is going to be filled with just, like, filler stuff and, like, worthless crap that no one cares But it was, like... It was cut, perfect. After they killed Thanos, like, everything doesn't... Like, feel, like, so long and unnecessary. No, it's, it's like, everything's perfect. needed. Everything has to yes. happen. And it, it didn't even feel that long to me. No, I thought they did a very good job at setting up new movies. Being able to kind of set up, like, Avengers version, like, V2, basically. Well, so Phase like, 4, like, Phase 4. Yes. Yeah, now so we're entering Phase we 4. We are entering Phase 4. Spider-Man uh, Far From Home. Is the first movie of Phase Four. Right now, I at first, before I watched Endgame, I was I was thinking that Spider Man uh, Far From Home was supposed to take place before Infinity War and uh, pre Snap and stuff like that. But now I, I've looked into it. Now it's act. It actually does take place like post post Endgame. Like Tony Stark's dead. Right. Like. Yeah. So, it'll be um, interesting. The new Avengers is going to be very interesting. Like, the new team. Because, basically, you're going to have Spider-Man is kind of going to, like, take the place of Iron Man in a way. Yeah. And then, and then you're going to have Falcon taking the place of Captain America. Yeah, he's Captain America. Um, now, six, six of the, uh, or three of the original six Avengers are gone. Iron Man died. Um, Black... Black Widow died. Black Widow died. And, and then basically, hold up. So who? Well, who and then Captain that? America's no longer. And then, yeah, and then Captain America. So basically, what happened? I mean, if well, you're you listening, back, you went back in time. <coughs> if you're listening to this, you've probably already seen the movie. But if I, you really yeah. dis, just didn't care and you were just wanting to listen to this, basically what happened was they sent Captain America to return the Infinity Stones, yeah, right? Infinity, yeah. And basically what he decided to do was not to come back, was that he, being sent back into the past, he lived the life that he would have lived if he hadn't gone under ice. Right. So he I, he married... Um, that woman. Is it uh, Agent, Agent Carter. No, Agent her name's... Uh, 
is that is it Maggie Carter or something like this? Margaret Carter. Margaret Carter. Something like Margaret. That. It's yeah. Anyway, I think I think it is. Um, so he ended up marrying her and living a fulfilled life. And then basically, what he did was he just walked to the place that they were when he was in the year. That's what I got from it. Oh yeah, yeah. Like yeah. he like he went back in the past and waited until you know, 2019 and walked to like where they were and sat on the bench before they even got there. And then yeah. they like looked and saw him there. So. Yeah. And there's a lot of things that are like revealed. I think one thing that's like very interesting is like Captain Marvel, how strong she how is. How powerful she is. She basically. She is like goes toe to toe with Thanos. With, with the, the Infinity. Infinity Gauntlet with all stones in it. She, uh, she overpowers Thanos. She overpowers the Infinity Gauntlet with all the stones in it. That's how powerful she is. It and was so very... Like, really, I think one thing... I'm glad, like... I thought they were about to, like, have, like, a feminist kind of pro-feminism moment. When they had, like... When they were, like, she's not alone. Yeah, and they had all the, all the women superhero, like, fighting that. I thought it was a good moment. I thought it was a good moment. Yeah, but I, I thought they were gonna, like, go overboard and they are just gonna have all the women just, like, destroy Thanos. And then it's kind of gonna be, like... Like, kind of, like, too political. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Um... But I thought it was a good moment, too. But it's not like they haven't done that before. Like, they did kind of do that thing in Infinity War when Black Widow was fighting that, uh, I don't know what you would call it. It's like when a Thanos is, like, Oh, yeah, like, thugs, kind of. Um, Yeah, and and, and then um, she's about to kill Black Widow, and then Vision's wife is like, she's not alone, and then you see her. And then you see that woman from Wakanda. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. with Black Panther. Um, but so, I thought it's such a good movie. Yeah, let's let's go off script a little bit and talk about one like what we're excited for with the MCU moving forward. Uh, I'm actually excited to see what they're gonna do with the new Spider-Man movie. I'm interested to see what they're gonna do with Mysterio yeah. because um, in the comics he he's you know historically he's a villain, but with in the trailers he looks like he's teamed up with Spider-Man and helping him. Yeah. So I'm interested to see what they're gonna do with that. Now they're they're making a Guardians of the Galaxy three, and what I'm getting from it is that I believe the plot of that, like the storyline for that movie. So basically, the new Guardian, it's a new Guardians of the Galaxy now. It's you know, Star Lord, which is already there, Rocket, Groot, um, Drax. What's his name? Drax. And then you have Nebula, right? The girl with the antennas. You know who I'm talking about. I don't, I don't know her name. name actually. Uh, well, yeah, it I know who you're talking about. No, it's. Uh, I can't. Remember I forgot her name. name, but uh, I know. Yeah, yeah. Starts with an M. But uh, and then Thor is also a member of the Guardians of the Galaxy now. Okay. Okay. Fat Thor. Sorry. What? Fat Thor. He's oh fat yeah, now. Fat Thor. The big Lebowski. Yeah, Thor. basically. Okay, so I, I believe the premise of this new Gu- the Guardians of the Galaxy three is basically going to be they're trying to figure out a way to undo the Soul Stone thing so yeah. that they can bring Gamora back. I think it'll be a very interesting movie. Now they're also coming out with a movie that I don't know much about. It's called The Eternals. And it's just about, like, it's, I don't know even how the storyline's going to go, but it's about the Eternals, which I think they're they're just like, be, Thanos is an Eternal, I believe. I'm pretty sure Thanos is an Eternal. And do you remember Ego from uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 2? Peter Quill's father, that's the villain? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, and he is also an Eternal. 
So they're like beings that like basically live forever and have much power. Right. And they either use it for good or bad. You know, in the ego and Thanos's case, they both used it for not not necessarily evil. Right. To you know per se, but like for their own benefit and what they thought was the best, like what they thought was right. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think another thing that's interesting in in game is like they change in uh, Thanos's like. Kind of like his plan. Because in Infinity War, he's just trying to kill half the population to like cleanse all humanity. But in in Endgame, his past self, once he learns like that, yeah, it's, it's, it's his past self that comes back, that comes to the future. But he he knows from seeing the, the memory database in from Nebula, Nebula. Uh, right. that he had. You know, all six stones. He snapped. He did. You it. know, he he but saw he, that he, he was died. able to do it, and then he saw that Thor killed him without the Infinity Stones. And then he said, and then he just decides that he's gonna just end all life and yes, start over. and start over, kind of like Ego in yeah. a way. Ego was trying to like plant himself in multiple planets, uh, but I thought it was interesting. So, what was your? Fa- this is a little bit off script. I'll go first if you don't know off the top of your head, but who is your favorite MCU villain to this point? Villain? Um, I, I, I mean, I the, it's Thanos. I, yeah, that's the, I feel like that's the just like easy answer to put out there. A Loki's also a really easy answer to say, but Loki was. I think they kind of like. They turned Loki into like a hero, kind of. Well, they Loki was not necessarily a villain. He was more Loki. See, they kind of, in my opinion, they kind of made Loki seem weak. Post the the original Avengers yeah. movie, Avengers movie. Well, Post... I think that's how he's supposed to be portrayed. He's supposed to be portrayed like you know he's he's not like physically strong like he's he's like gonna he, be he himself you. is not that like dumb. powerful he's not, yeah like basically he's gonna beat you with his mind and his magic and his deceptions all right like which i kind of i kind of find interesting now i think one of the most underrated villains i can't remember his his name now like the the actual uh first and last name but i i mean it's I think one of the most underrated ones is Michael Keaton playing the Vulture in yeah. uh, Spider-Man: Homecoming. I thought I really liked him as a villain because it was not necessarily relatable, but it was like something that could happen in real life. Basically, the premise was that he uh, ran a uh, demolition cleanup crew, uh, and they like bid the job to clean up some of New York post the first Avengers movie. Yeah. Um, and Damage Control, who in the comics is, I believe, like a sect of Shield that handles all the, you know, Damage Control. Um, yeah, yeah. So they basically came and said, "No, you can't do this job. I don't care if you can." Basically, he had hired a bunch of people to help him do this job because this was like their big break. Right. And so they basically got told no with no compensation yes. or anything. So they had already had a truckload of all the alien tech and stuff that they were going to dump. And so they took that with them without, instead of returning it, and basically just turned it into a massive, like, uh, space weapon under, like, black market space weapon right. manufacturers. Manufacturers. Right. So yeah. I, I just thought, I thought he was a very good villain. 
also, what? I also liked. When are we getting Carnage? Speaking of that, Carnage. Oh well. Did they hint that at the end of Spider-Man? It, it wasn't Spider-Man. It was uh, uh, Venom. So Venom is. Oh not, yeah, at the end of Venom's Venom. not really an MCU movie. I because I, I was thinking it was at the end of Spider-Man. No, you're right. Yeah, it was at the end of, and Woody Harrelson's gonna play Carnage, and which I love. I, I don't actually hate it. I love Woody Harrelson. He's one of my I know, but I can't see him as Carnage. I can. Um, but he's supposed to be younger. Like Carnage isn't an old true. man. Carnage is not an old guy. Carnage is like a Carnage is a younger like serial killer who gets a symbiote. Yeah. I but I just like I love Thanos. Yeah. Know. Imagine Ted Bundy in the Venom suit. Yeah. That's that's what happened. Okay. Uh, I I want to ask you the this Zodiac case. Venom. I want to ask you this because I have an answer. Is there any like from the Infinity War from the Infinity Infinity War and like Endgame? Is there any character that you like have come to love or something? Um. Or like that you think is underrated or you like really enjoy now? I've always. I have an answer. Man. I've all. I think I've always. Liked I have Iron a new character that I, I ha, I'm like movie. Um, there's a new character that I really like and I'm like interested in now. Who who's yours? Vision's wife. Oh, Scarlet Scarlet Witch. Yeah, she's like huge in Endgame. Yes, she's she's actually. She, she is pissed that Thanos killed Vision, and she's like going ham on him. Yes, uh, she's actually most likely going to be a big factor in like what I what I assume that they're gonna try to do is basically like use a kind kind of like the same formula that they did, like leading all of this up to one thing, but like with a new Avengers in a way. Um, no. So I think she's gonna be part of that, and it, it'll be interesting to see a character that I, I really liked. I mean, I've, I've I think everybody's enjoyed Spider Man since he came out. Well, Spider Man's um, my favorite superhero. He's yeah. always been. So um, I'll, I'll, I'll always I'll always love Spider Man. Yeah. So I mean, I think I think that's that's about it for me. Uh, so Infinity War is a great movie. I like if I like Endgame better than Infinity War, but one thing that makes Infinity Infinity War special is because it goes away from the like the quote unquote Marvel formula, and the bad guy actually wins for once. Yes. Uh, obviously, Thanos doesn't win in Endgame, but for one movie, like there's like you you end the movie and it's like the bad guy has won. And I love the ending scene to Infinity War where Thanos is on the farm, and he's just looking, and like his job's done. Like he's, he's, and he thinks he's done the right thing. Yeah, this is really. But Endgame is such a good movie. It's a great movie. You've got to see it. it. You got to go see it. I would love to watch it again. Anyways, that's. Uh, yeah, that's gonna be it for the podcast. This is a longer episode, but I hope y'all enjoyed this, man. And I we will see y'all next time. Peace. Peace.